Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Although we're down to Danette, Seaton coming back from Ireland. He'll join us on the program tomorrow. But Fritzy's here, McLevin's here, Paulie's here, and yours truly. Charles Barkley will join us coming up in a little bit. I just saw this uh, stat from Andrew Siciliano, the star of the Red Zone on DirecTV. Christian McCaffrey has more yards from scrimmage, 1,811 through 12 games, than the last four running backs to win the NFL MVP. Adrian Peterson, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Alexander, and Marshall Falk. I just don't know if McCaffrey has done anything that really stands out. His team has not been good, not been consistent. They lost at home yesterday. McCaffrey is... What's the all-time record yards from scrimmage, McLovin? Because he's going to be... There aren't many running backs who have had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Yes, McLovin. Quick search. I got 99 Marshall Falk, 24-29. Okay. Is that the all-time record? Uh, I have Chris Johnson of Tennessee at 25-09. Wow. Remember that year he had like... At 2,000? Yeah, and a bunch of receptions. But 1,800, so he's got 1,100, almost 1,200 rushing yards. I think he has 75 catches. Just, you're not going to win the MVP if your team's not very good. If his team was, you know, ends up at 12-4, and then he might have a really good chance there. But Lamar Jackson's going to be your MVP. Yes, McLovin. Remember, Adrian Peterson snuck into the playoffs that year, right? Then he got 2,000, so that's why he got the MVP. But remember... 
MVP is recency bias. Like the last four weeks matter. You think Lamar has already got it sewn up? Yeah. Unless they go zero and four, but it it feels like or he they struggle. They win in spite of him. It feels like that he's put up, but he's but he's done it against good opponents. I mean that's the key. He's done it on the road. He's done it at home, and I I can't knock that resume. As much as I love Russell Wilson Jr. the third, and it it feels like Lamar Jackson has got that momentum here, and it's a great story. Once again, we love the great story. You get to tell the great story here. Yes, McLovin. I'm curious if the Russell Wilson apologist is ready to concede the trophy over whoa, there, whoa, Paulie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Paulie, you... Ru- Russ and I are just worried about the, getting to the playoffs I and see. winning the Super Bowl. Okay. It's all about ring. All right. Um, Last night, it was the Texans handling the Patriots. Here's Bill Belichick after the loss. Texans did a good job tonight all the way across the board in every area. They were just they're just better than we were tonight. And uh, I'm proud of the way our guys fought and competed, but we just got to coach better. We got to play better. We just got to gotta do better than we did tonight. Just wasn't good enough in any area. And, uh, and they were the better team. So I think that pretty much sums it up. Yes, it does. Did you see the handshake? I put that in air quotes with Bill O'Brien at the end of the game. He didn't even make eye contact with Bill O'Brien and might be a little frosty after the Texans tried to poach the Patriots GM or bring in somebody to be their GM. They, the Texans don't have a GM, do they? I think they've got... Does, Is it O'Brien? Does Bill O'Brien... I mean, you got could he win executive of the year? Although, when I watch the team... Last night, the thing that stood out is they don't have Jadavian Clowney. And the, and the value of having that kind of player, without J.J. Watt and having that player, you know, that's the kind of player who could win a game for you, a playoff game for you. He could create havoc, get some sacks, get a strip sack, you know, something like Khalil Mack, and you don't have that, and he's, uh, he's with Seattle. LSU, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, uh, Right now, you got Baylor, Oklahoma, and Utah on the outside looking in. And if Georgia would happen to win, I think LSU still gets in. I think all of these teams can survive a loss and still of Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU. And then Utah, can they get some magic here and get in? Is it Oklahoma? But uh, still a little bit of college football left to be played. Vikings and the Seahawks coming up tonight. Uh, Charles Barkley will join us. I mentioned at the end of uh, last hour, I saw... Uh, movie I saw uh, Knives Out. It's a, a who done it, a who done it. Daniel Craig. Although they're there in, in most of the articles I've read about it, they want to make sure the director wants to make sure it's not a game of Clue. But it's good. It's well done. Don Johnson in there. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. It's good, uh, entertaining, and very surprising. There's a, is it Chris Evans who's in there? Does that sound right, McLovin? Is he? Uh, yeah, Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. And I went to see Knives Out. Did you see Knives Out, McLovin? No, but everyone tells me I have to see it. But that's interesting. You said I heard it's a modern version of the movie Clue from the late '80s or early '90s. Uh, but I, no, that's not quite true. No, it's it, it it sets up that way, but it's not. And it's got a lot of twists and turns there that you don't see coming. But Twitter, not, Twitter loves it. Yeah, Everyone's Knives saying out? it's a classic. But it's not going to win the Oscar like my movie. And I did see Sandler's movie. Sandler sent me uh, a link so I could watch the movie because Sandler's going to be on the show on Wednesday, I believe. And Uncut Gems is unlike anything Sandler's ever done. 
He plays a uh, a jeweler to the stars in New York City, and he's a gambler, and he gets in over his head, and he owes a lot of money to a lot of people. Kevin Garnett is great in the movie. Kevin Garnett has a tall role, a big role in there, and uh, you know he and Sandler have this adversarial relationship there, but it's it's all about Sandler has a lot of things going on in his life. And none of it was good. Uh, but Sandler plays the role. Like, there's an evil side to Sandler, a really dark side that he seems. I even said that to him. I said, look, you play evil pretty well there, dude. Are you hiding something from me? I said, I don't even know who you are anymore after watching this movie. Yeah, Paul. Is it a dark comedy or just dark? Unintentional comedy, like, like disturbing comedy a little bit? Yeah. Because I'm trying to get the gist of this movie. You got Kevin. That it's really gutsy to have an athlete play. And he's playing himself, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Kevin Garnett is really good, but Sandman is. It, there's a little bit of humor, but it's it's not. It's um, uh, it's just dark, and the way it's shot. I don't know if Sandman gets nominated because. Ten movies, up to ten movies, can get nominated, but not ten actors for like best. Best actor or best supporting actor because, you know, you can't say he's a supporting actor because the movie is about him. I don't know why you can't have, I, I don't know, maybe the Academy doesn't want to have 10 nominees in each category, but we do have the ability to have 10 movies nominated, but only five actors and actresses, best supporting, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, McLovin. I was just, Irishman is now the Vegas favorite to win the Oscar, but you didn't jump in with no, both feet yet. No, but I, I think Netflix is is saying, we know it's a long movie. Keep coming back to Netflix. Like, they want you to keep visiting the page. And you get to see, oh, you got that. Oh, I should watch that. I'm going to get repeat business, and it's three and a half hours long. So I'm about 42 minutes in. And, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's not, it's not great yet, but my expectation level is pretty high with this. Yeah, Paul. Technically, does a movie have to be released in a theater to win an Oscar? Is that why The Irishman was in a theater for a week or two and now from now on on Netflix? Or can I, a movie be exclusively online and be eligible for the Oscar? I thought they changed it this year. or they, Wasn't there a problem that somebody was upset? Some big filmmaker was like, oh, they shouldn't allow you to win if you're not going to be in the theaters. There was problems, I think, or people had a problem that it wasn't in theaters very long. Well, remember ESPN won an Oscar for OJ. They stuck it in the theater for like a week before the 30 for 30 came up. Oh, so you still have to be in a theater. Yeah, I think so. And Marriage Story is another favorite from Netflix that is uh, that has a theater run, too. I had somebody who saw Marriage Story, that's Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, and said it was unbelievably painful, powerful, like, you know, one of those where you, you don't want to see it with your wife because it's about a divorce, but it is really, really well done. And I ha- I haven't seen, like, you know, you got to gear up for these movies sometimes. That's why I went to see Knives Out by myself on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Everybody else was going bowling, and I said, I'm going to go see Knives Out, and I went by myself. Yes, McLovin. <laughs> Regarding the length, wait, wait of you it. ignored the whole family yeah. and bailed. Yes. Wow. 
That's awesome. And my wife said, you don't get to see your family very often. I said, I know, but this is a gift I'm giving them. And she goes, you should go bowling. I said, I don't want to go bowling. Yes, Todd. Is it needing a break from the family or you're just very not into bowling? And or a big desire to see Knives Out. I really had a desire to see Knives Out. And you can't see that movie again. This is a one time in your life you're going to get to see that movie, right? Yeah, because there's no other place to see it than where I went to the theater (laughs) in Chagrin Falls. By the way, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, wonderful town. Great people. Did you get pulled over by the cops there? No, I did not. Shout out. I didn't see a police. We saw one police officer. We saw one cop car. That was it. Uh, Chagrin Falls, Ohio. Lovely downtown. Beautiful. The falls were spectacular. (laughs) It reminded me of the movie Groundhog's Day. And it reminded me a little bit of It's a Wonderful Life. That was the feeling. And we went to the tree lighting ceremony, which was great, except for we had a guy who was singing, who kept singing the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. A guy shouldn't sing that song. And he, and he kept singing it, like over and over. And it didn't go well. Yes, Paul. I'm looking at a picture of Chagrin Falls, Ohio. It's a lovely downtown, a town square. Yes. Very traditional. I, I was pleasantly surprised. With uh, Chagrin Falls. So I had a, I had a you know, great Much weekend. to your chagrin. That was nicely done. Thank you, Tom. I like the way it worked that in. Yeah. So got that. Got to see my family. Got to see Knives Out. Saw Ruthie from Ozark. And got to go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where I studied up on Green Day. Who had a better Thanksgiving than me? Nobody. Nobody. Yes, McLovin. Three and a half hours for Irishman. But you'll, you'll binge Ozark and watch seven hours in a row. So I don't think three and a half is that long when you think about how long you watch TV shows. Yeah, but it's a one-hour episode. But then you always hit the next episode, right? Like most people... No, no, no. Not I don't even of- get through the whole episode of Ozark. Like I'll stop halfway through an episode. Really? So you're not a huge binge TV show No, guy. no, no. I never... You know, like when Bosch comes out, I try to savor it. I don't, I don't want it to end. And then I'll, I'll watch it in increments. Yes, Tom. I wanted to know about movie snacks. I know you had a tooth issue. Are you a popcorn guy, snow caps, nothing, an icy nachos? What are you doing? Are you asking the question or are you answering the question? Uh, did I do the ask answer? I'm, I'm, I'm you, throwing out options as if you don't no. know what they sell in a movie theater. I was giving you some uh, snack on. Let's try it again. Did you have any snacks when you were I haven't heard from show? you in two hours since you told me about Drew Locke and the Broncos. And then it was over for me. Yeah. But now I'm excited about okay. movie snacks. Ask the question. Did you have any movie snacks when you went to no. go see Knives Out? Okay. I had popcorn, no salt, no butter, and I mm. had... No yeah. butter? And I had a water. Why no butter? Did you tell them no butter? You, you yes, can go to I that told thing them now. no butter. You can go. They have a thing where you can like squirt the butter on yourself and control the amount of butter you put not on I, the Not popcorn. on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's not on yourself. On your... By yourself... But or, they have it next to the condiments. They have a thing now. You can press the button because they don't want the people working. They don't want to hear like that you put too much on or you didn't put enough on. You're on your own with the butter. I don't think you need that much butter on popcorn. Well, what happens is it gets it's all over the top, and then you know by the time you get to the middle of the bottom, there's like nothing. I, there. I have no. I had no interest in putting butter or salt on there, and I don't even finish the box of popcorn. What about a drink? The popcorn's going to make you thirsty. I had even water. With no salt. I had water. One of those big bottles that they sell. Sometimes no, they're smaller. It's just a. You know, small bottle of water. All right. That's it. All right, I'll leave you alone. Thank you, Todd. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you since you're on a roll. Chatty. Okay. Um, best Ohio State running back, J.K. Dobbins, 31 carries, 211 yards, four TDs in the big house, passes Ezekiel Elliott for the second most <laughs> rushing yards in uh, Buckeyes history. What's that name? Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Walmart. I don't know what happened there. Moving on. Worst it was like the... four E's and three Z's. I, got, I don't know. I got a Ezekiel Elliott. Worst of the weekend. Alabama committing 13 penalties in their loss at Auburn. Most in a game during Saban's 13 seasons as coach of the Tide. Getting called for 12 men on the field in the final minute. Ruining their chance of getting the ball back to try to tie it or win it. All right, McLovin. Best is going to be Joe Pesci's performance in the Irishman. I'm sorry to Brad Pitt and to Al Pacino. The Oscar has been sewn up by Joe Pesci because he's the exact opposite of the character of Goodfellas that you probably didn't see. I didn't. He's all fiery in Goodfellas. He's... Very low-key, unbelievable. My worst is going to be the Miami Dolphins scoring touchdowns on five straight drives, including some play where the punter throws the ball to the kicker. I still don't even understand how they did that. And then they left him open. Yes. They're like, well, they won't throw it to him. And he shuttle passed it. Uh, Paulie best and worst of the week. I actually have Seton's best of the week. He said four days drinking whiskey and eating seafood chowder in Ireland. Basically, that summarizes the entire trip. Whiskey and seafood chowder. Okay. And uh, my best of the weekend, I'm going to go University of Virginia football. Big win over Virginia Tech. They're 9-3 and three this year. They have great uniforms, and now their football play is starting to almost match their uniforms. Also, best of the weekend, the 1AA FCS playoffs. The winners are Monmouth, Albany, Austin P, Illinois State, University of Northern Iowa, Nichols, South, Southeastern Louisiana, and Kennesaw State. Best and worst of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend is brought to you by the Food Network, and uh, you can find the greatest holiday baker and you have eight amateur bakers entering the kitchen where they show off their family tradition, superb baking skills. They try to survive the challenges from week to week. And you got some tough love judges. Duff Goldman is tough. Uh, Nancy Fuller is tough. Jesse Palmer is hosting. It's uh, tonight. All new episode only on Food Network. We'll take a break. Trevor in Nebraska joins us with his best and worst of the weekend. And then we'll make way for Charles Barkley. Hey, Trevor. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Good, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my call. 205 and a soft, wait, soft 205. <laughs> and 6-1, there we go. Uh, my best of the weekend is Cole Beasley doing work against his former <laughs> team for my fantasy team. Yeah. And then uh, worst of the weekend is uh, my Cornhuskers going 5-7 and seven in a tough loss to Iowa. And, you know, I know we're waiting for Frost recruits, recruits to come in, but, um, I don't know, poor poor play calls and poor game management through this whole season really has me worried, um, especially after his contract extension. And then, you know, all the hype in the offseason. I mean, we had ESPN articles getting written about him being the next Saban, which might be a little much. But, uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was confusing and tough season so far. And uh, it, was, it was hard hard to lose that game against Iowa. All right. Well, thank you, Trevor. Yeah, high hopes for Scott Frost. I like when a coach who struggles and he says, well, wait till I get my guys in because that's what Michigan fans brought up with Jim Harbaugh. Wait until he gets his guys in. Well, he's got his guys in and they can't match up with Ohio State. It's just athleticism. Really, that there was a big, big separation between Ohio State and Michigan athletically. Really was. All right, we'll take a break. Charles Barkley will join us. More phone calls coming up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address is dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. And the uh, Traeger holiday songs. Uh, we are getting some holiday songs here. And once again, we have two contests this year. 
We have the Traeger Meat Friday songs that we'll have after the new year that will lead into our Meat Madness and our Final Fork and all those things we did last year. But we're doing a special holiday edition of the Traeger Meat Friday song with the winner getting a, a Traeger grill. So we have a few of those that we'll play. And just give you an idea of what kind of competition you're up against with the Traeger Meat Friday songs. The holiday version. Have that for you coming up as well. We'll take a break. Adam Sandler on the show on Wednesday. Reggie Miller on the program back tomorrow. And uh, we'll check in with Sir Charles next. Uh, 20 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. The holidays are here. This year, give yourself the gift of extra money in your pocket. Pay off your credit card balances. Save with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Roll your high-interest credit card payments into just one payment at a lower fixed rate. Lightstream's credit card consolidation loans have rates as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. You could save thousands in interest. There are absolutely no fees, no application fees, no origination fees, no transaction fees, no prepayment penalties. The application so quick and easy you can apply right from your phone. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for our listeners apply now to get a special interest rate discount, the only way to get this discount is go to Lightstream.com slash Dan Patrick. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash Dan Patrick. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Dan Patrick for more information. Once again, do the right thing. Visit lightstream.com slash Dan Patrick for more information. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Got the Christmas tree up. You want to send in ornaments? Top five ornaments get calendars. By the way, speaking of the calendars, it was a couple of weeks ago where I said to the audience, look, if you want us to sign the calendars, the Dan Patrick Show calendars, self-addressed stamped envelope. And we got a couple the first, you know, first couple of days. So Mario in the back handles all of our uh, fan mail. And he goes, yeah, you got a couple of calendars. And I said, well, it's early. And he goes, I know, but you only got a couple of calendars. Well, be careful what you ask for, Mario. That is the latest batch. If you're watching on audience or BR Live, <laughs> so that's about a twenty, about 25 calendars there 
that Mario has to have us sign and then he has to send them back. You're all afternoon. He's, he's so sad. I walked out there and he goes, more calendars. And I go, wait, you're the one that questioned if we were popular, didn't you? And plus, Mario moves at a, at a glacial pay, uh, play, pace here. So <laughs> he's like, oh, I got more calendars. I said, you're the ones that you, you questioned if anybody was going to send in calendar. <laughs> There's Mario. <laughs> By the way, if you still want to send them in, we'll get them back to you. Self-addressed, stamped envelope. And then we'll, we'll sign them and send them back. We want to make sure we get them back to you by uh, Christmas there. So I went back there in the back in the mail room, and he's sad. He's really sad. I said, no, no, this is great. The DP store, we got everything for you there. The DP holiday box set. We got, uh, you know, the person who did all of the graffiti, the street artist, Arcy, A-R-C-Y, he designed a long-sleeve uh, DP Show T-shirt. We have a vintage wool DP Show pennant. Uh, we've got a few things in there, but you'll learn more. Uh, DanPatrick.com or the uh, DP app as well. We'll talk to Charles Barkley coming up. And uh, now let me play one of these Meet Friday songs here. This is the holiday version. Um, let's see. This is uh, Kathy in Florida, a Christmas Meet Friday song. Have yourself a merry meet Friday. The Traeger's glowing bright. For today all salad will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry meat Friday. Be a carnivore. After all, that's what our canine teeth are for. (laughs) Here we are. Drinking Golden Road, grab a fork and gather round. As they pull the sausage off, how we'll love that sizzling sound. Through the week, we've had to eat more veggies, though they bring us down. We've made it to the day where protein will abound. (laughs) So have yourself a Merry Meat Friday now. That's well done. Paulie getting misty-eyed there. Wow, that's good singing. That's Kathy in Florida there. Uh, let's uh, bring in Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, and uh, proud. He's not an Auburn grad, but uh, he went to Auburn for a couple of years. Charles, good morning. How are you? Uh, three years, but I think I'm doing pretty good for a college dropout. <laughs> did they I'm give doing you really good for a college dropout, Dan? Stop it. Did they give you an honorary degree at Auburn? No, no, we don't do those. You, uh, you have to be smart to go to Auburn. <laughs> but listen, like I say, I'm doing pretty good for a college dropout. You think? What did you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, I had a bunch of people at my house bugging the hell out of me. <laughs> there was a great restaurant in Arizona uh, called uh, Baby K's. They do two deep-fried turkeys, and I had a bunch of people over. That's in Scottsdale? Yes. Nice. And uh, how excited were you when Auburn beat Alabama? 
It was awesome, brother. It's always fun to go to the Iron Bowl. Uh, I was there, and it was a beautiful day, perfect weather. Uh, so I was uh, glad to share it with my uh, my boys. Did Alabama recruit you? They did. Uh, but they uh, they had signed a guy named Bobby Lee Hurt, who was the best high yeah. school player in the country. Mm-hmm. And they had a guy named Eddie Phillips, who was a stud. And I didn't think I could get to play there. Uh, so... Uh, but I made a great decision. Uh, Auburn's the best thing ever happened to me uh, as far as the decision. If you didn't go to Auburn, where were you going? Uh, everything's going to be UAB, uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. They had uh, Gene Bartow. Uh, so everything's going to be that. Cause I was really close with my mother and grandmother, so I was going to stay close so they could see me play all the home games. So it it was it was gonna I made a great decision going to Auburn. It was gonna be Alabama. It was actually gonna be one of the three, to be honest with you, Alabama, Auburn, or UAB. Uh, but I made the best decision. Did they try to get you to play football in high school? Uh, I played football in high school one day. That was the worst <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> the boys are really hidden out there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did. I played football one day. And I, I'm not made to play football. Uh, I, I, the reason football and boxing are my two favorite sports, it takes a true warrior to go out there. I mean, it does. I mean, I respect football players. Uh, I do. And I respect boxers because, man, when you go out there, it's it's a real deal. They're not out there joking around. What kind of football player would Shaq have made? Oh, uh, Flat Stanley? No, okay, come on, man. He's soft for them. Soft, 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 soft. Come on, man. You know he can't play football. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. That's just more to hit. <laughs> That's hey, just more to hit, brother. Hey, what, what position would he play? Think about that. I mean, he could probably. Uh, uh, a big offensive lineman, but that's pretty much it. But uh, he can't play on offense. That's just too much space to hit. I would think a, um, like a defensive tackle, because he doesn't have to get after the passer. He can just stand up and put his arms up. Oh, Lord. Dan, come on, man. You, you disrespect <laughs> the football players now. I don't know. Shaq's pretty athletic. Uh, he was. He was in the day. But he's so big. Uh, it would have been tough for him to to, to do it, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I wanted to ask you about this. You got teams scoring 130, 140, 150 points. I, it's fun, but what changed in the NBA? Well, we got a lot of bad teams. I think we all been disappointed in the level of basketball so far this year. Uh, we when the season started, we had high hopes for a bunch of teams, and they're just not showing up. And uh, the bad teams are really bad. And when you factor in no defense, uh, teams are, uh, and you can have one of those nights where you make some threes against a bad team, you're going to have a lot of blowouts. But 150 points. Well, that's inexcusable, Dan. That's just bad team, bad defense. I mean, that's got. I mean, you got no pride. I mean, you really, seriously, you got when you give up that many points, you really don't have any pride defensively. I mean, that's uh, when you're giving up. I think this. I think they had 80 points at halftime. Yeah. When you when you're doing that, you just you're, you're not even trying defensively. But it feels like there's a new philosophy instead of milking the shot clock to get a shot off in seven seconds or like everybody's sort of adopting what the Rockets have done with Mike D'Antoni. Well, I think it's actually 
they're trying to adopt what the Warriors did when they won a championship uh, X amount of years ago. Everybody's just shooting threes as quick as possible now. Uh, there's no mid-range game, and you're just shooting threes. And you see they got – Dan, I said something last year. The Warriors, who have they had the three greatest shooters who probably ever lived, there were seven teams in the NBA shoot more threes than the Rockets – excuse me, than the Warriors. That's absurd. How can the team with the three greatest shooters who ever live, how can you have bad basketball players shoot more threes than those guys? <laughs> I mean, think about it, Dan. I know. I mean, the, the Rockets are an anomaly because that's the way they do. But there were six other teams in the NBA shoot more threes than the Warriors. That's absurd. I mean, I mean, it's just flat out absurd, plain and simple. You all in on Luka Doncic? Yeah, I like him. I like to see him get Porzingis involved more. I watched him play a couple times, uh, like Luca's balling, but I would really like to see him get Porzingis more involved. And also, I like to see him, especially when he, uh, when Luca's not in the game, because I watched him play last week against the Clippers, and they just got stomped when Luca couldn't do his thing. Yeah. And I was like, feel free to pass the ball to Porzingis to get him going. He's a stud, uh, but. When they played the Clippers last week, I watched the entire game, took notes and everything, and Luca had an awful game because uh, you know those guys got the two best perimeter defenders in the world on one team, but they never passed the ball to Pazingas except when he's standing at the three point line. I mean, I run some plays to get him the ball down low uh, to get him some easy baskets. Uh, so, but they don't do that. They just get a ball to Luca and say, "Go do it," and that's not going to work against the good teams. James Harden, you know, you like he got sixty points in thirty-one minutes. I, I should he be pacing himself? Because I always this is my big knock on on you know the Rockets and James Harden. Once we get to April, May, then it feels like they run out of gas. No, they just playing against the better teams. Uh, the, the good, the, when they, and that's the thing about the playoffs, Dan. That's when you play against the good teams who have strategy, who have coaching. Who's not going to let you do everything you want to do? I don't think they run out. I mean, nobody runs out of gas. I mean, you, you're playing every two or three days, uh, so you're, you're not tired. But, you know, the other team's like, nope, you're going to do something different. We're not going to let you. Uh, the refs don't call as many free throws. I bet if you look at James Harden free throws, he's probably shooting five to seven less free throws a game in the playoffs than he does during the regular season. But the refs let you play just a little bit more. But the main thing, you're just playing against the best teams. But, man, you put up 60 in 31 minutes of work. I, you know, I've said this. I said, first of all, I'm not comparing James Harden to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. But James Harden is the best offensive player I've ever seen with today's rules, with the three uh, he's a, a terrific three shooter when he gets it going. He can drive. He's physically uh, physically strong. Uh, but when I said that last year, people looked at me like I was crazy. I said, "This guy's the greatest offensive force we've ever had in the NBA uh, from a little guy." I mean, Kareem's the greatest. Him and Wilt are the greatest scores and for big guys. But as far as guards, this dude is the best offensive player ever. Because Michael and Kobe want great three point shooter. James is a really good three point shooter. Uh, and he can drive on anybody because uh, he's because he's because he's got a great body. I mean, he he he's strong, he's athletic. I mean, he has it all. Yeah, he invites contact, and you know, Jeff Van Gundy was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he said 
that you can't have your hands in front of you guarding Harden because Harden will always initiate contact. Van Gundy said, have your hands out to the side and let him take the three-point shot. You have to choose. You have to choose. You can't try to shut him down on both, you know, going inside or shooting threes. He doesn't miss free throws. I don't want him in the lane at all. And I, if, 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 if he's going to take the three and he puts up 25 threes, then okay, I, I'm going to have to try to survive with that. What do you think of that logic? Uh, I don't like that logic to a certain degree. I like what the Denver Nuggets, he's played against two teams in the last two weeks who doubled him every single time yeah. when he ran the pick and roll. I would play him like that. Because those other guys ain't good enough. I mean, passing the ball to Clint Capella uh, at the top of the key uh, is not going to hurt you. But they played against the Denver Nuggets about a week and a half ago. They doubled him every single time. And I forget the second team that did it. They Both of them teams beat him pretty good. I would double him every single time. Say, okay, uh, Capella, uh, you know, uh, anybody else can make a play. I don't think they can make enough plays to win four out of seven, but I would double James Harden every single play. Go back to the today's rules with Harden. I it, it feels like Kobe might benefit more from today's rules than Michael would. It, it feels like Kobe had a, a a little more extended game, and this isn't fair to Mike, who if he was coming up now would develop you know a better outside shot or a three. It felt like Kobe in today's rules would probably be more effective than Mike. I don't know about that because Michael would shoot 25 free throws a game. Uh, I mean, that, that's the difference. You can't with no hand checking. Those both of those guys would shoot uh, a lot, uh, a lot more free throws. They'd be shooting the same number of free throws that James shoot. The only difference is I think James a better, probably consistent three point shooter. Michael Michael was a good jump shooter, but I don't think he was a great three point shooter. Mm. And Kobe, uh, I don't think he was a great shoot uh, three-point shooter. But just for the record, those two guys are better than James. I don't, I don't want to disrespect those guys. But the way the rules are today where you can't touch anybody and the way James gets can get on the streak shooting threes, uh, he's the greatest offensive player I've ever seen, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm there with you. I said it last year. I said, you know, it, it, it might be a style that you're not interested in watching. I'm fascinated by it. But I am disappointed in defenses sometimes because if if I ever see James Harden isolated, I want to I want to throw something at the TV because he should never have an isolation. You should always send somebody at him. And I see these poor young players, and they're out there, and I, they have no chance against him. And I, you know, so some of it is coaching. A lot of it is you know the league feels young, inexperienced. And Harden is brilliant. He really he he knows how to rig the the system for him, and he's done an unbelievable job. Well, the thing about it is, if you let him play one on one, he's going to get a shot every time, a good shot. I mean, I've always said a great offensive player either going to score, get foul, or get a good shot. He's going to be three for three. He might not make the shot, but a Michael Jordan, a Kobe, a Kevin Durant. Guys like that who are great scorers, they're gonna get a shot. Now they don't, they might not make the shot, but when you got guys who are that gifted offensively, like I say, they're either gonna get a good shot, they're gonna score, or they're gonna get fouled. So and that's always an advantage for a great scorer. But I would never let James play one on one because he, like I say, he's gonna get your team in foul trouble. Uh, because he, cause he uh, and I'll say this, he's probably the best player I've ever seen who makes contact. 
Allen Iverson was yeah. great at it. Allen Iverson bumped you 100% of the time when he was coming at your full speed. You just didn't notice it because he was so slight. But James is so physically uh, physical, he hits you every time the same way. And you kind of you noticed it because he's so physical. But Allen Iverson, I used to watch him and study him on tape at times. He bumped you every single time. That's one of the reasons he was great. Even though he was little, all he had to do was get you off him a little bit. He bumped you every single time. And that's what great offensive players do. That's why people always say, well, the, the stars always get the calls. I said, well, first of all, that's, that, that is some truth to that. But all great offensive players always make contact with the defense. And they get pissed when the ref don't call it. <laughs> that's why they always look like they're complaining. I tell people all the time, like, any time I made a move, I wanted to hit the guy. Just uh, I didn't want to knock him down. I wanted to knock him off balance a little bit so I could get my shot off. So when the ref, when the, when the ref calls it probably 62-3% of the time, but the other 40% when he didn't call it out, you see guys jumping up and down. But they, if, if they would actually sit down and look at the tape, they're the one making contact with the defense, Dan. Yeah, I know. They, Harden's great at initiating contact. George Gervin was on the show a couple of years ago, and I said, who was the guy that you saw that, that game and you knew you couldn't wait to get to the arena because that guy was guarding you? And he said, Kevin Grevy. And he said it in a way, he goes, Kevin Greavy. Like, he, he knew he was putting up 40 on Kevin Greavy. Who was the guy that you knew you were going to have a you, – you couldn't wait to face? You know, I, I will tell you this. I, I, never, I hated Kevin McHale because he's the best player I ever played against. Uh, he he's the one guy who was so much bigger than me with his long arms and his great moves. I had a difficult time guarding him. And then on the other end, he was so long, you know, you know, he was so long, it was tough for me to get my shot off if I had to face him up. But who was easy? Who was the guy you went, you know, I'm putting up a big number tonight? You know, Dan, I'll be honest with you, I ain't going to lie. I felt like that against everybody. But I'll tell you the one guy I hated. The one guy who kicked my butt all the time was Popeye Jones. I used to hate that dude. And I have no idea why. I have no idea why because he wasn't very athletic. But for some reason, he knew all the little tricks, and he drove me crazy when I played against him. Like he, like he kicked my butt more probably than any player that I played against. Well, you probably wanted Bird to guard you, didn't you? Oh, Larry Bird didn't want any of this. <laughs> Come on, brother. Hey, Larry's a Larry. We, hey, he's Larry Legend, but not on the defensive end. You probably didn't want any piece of that off, you know, with his offense, though. Uh, you know, he was great, great, great. Uh, but like I say, you know, in my day, I mean, it, it was a challenge to play against him. I mean, nobody's going to stop a great player. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I'd rather play against him than Kevin McHale. Uh, because Kevin was just so much bigger than me with those long guns. And Kevin, to this day, other than Tim Duncan, had the best low-post moves of any power forward to ever play the game. Uh, it was a lot easier for me to guard Larry Bird because they had to set picks and things for him. <laughs> I mean, because he would never stop moving. But he was you know, Larry, as great as he was, now he wasn't one of those guys say, hey, here's the ball, score. Uh, so and those are the guys that's a nightmare. Like James Harden, you're like, hey, here's the ball, score, and everybody know he's gonna get it, and he still can score, get a good shot. But Larry wasn't like that. He'd be moving all around. You turn your head for a second, and he's over there in that corner, 
Uh, he done ran off two picks <laughs> off McHale and Paris pick, and he's in the other corner. You turned your head for a split second. He reminded me of Reggie Miller, who never stopped moving. Ray Allen, Clay Thompson's like that. Guys who never stopped moving. Those are the tough guys because, you know, they always say, you're supposed to keep one eye on your man in the ball. I'm like, well, first of all, that's not possible all the time. You got to turn your head for a split second. When you look around, your man's in the other corner. It's not a comfortable feeling. Chuck, great to talk to you. Congrats on uh, Auburn's win against Alabama, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you guys have a great Christmas here. Thank you, Chuck. That's Charles Barkley. We'll take a break. Back after this. What's up? Brian Deegan here. I'm excited to bring you our podcast, The Deegans. That will be every Wednesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. We'll be covering many subjects such as racing, family, how we stay together, how we thrive as a family. So I think it's exciting. We're going to cover all those subjects and many more. Be sure you guys check out our new podcast, The Deegans, airing every Wednesday on Podcast One and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at Innovative gyn.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Yes. Show went by so quick. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. 1981, pitcher Fernando Valenzuela becomes the third consecutive L.A. Dodgers player to be named National League Rookie of the Year. Can you name the other two Dodgers who won it in 79 and 80? I think this room can, but one of them I, I was not ready for. I did not know. Mike Marshall? No. Both pitchers. 79 and 80, Rookies of the Year. And they went on to do other things with other teams. And they had issues off the field, maybe a little hint. Mm. 1980 is Steve Howe. Issues off the field, yeah. Oh, Steve Howe. Steve Howe. 1979, Rick Sutcliffe was Rookie of the Year for the Dodgers. And then his career kind of tempered, and then he came back. Wasn't Mike Marshall? I think he won it in 77. The player? Yeah. The hitter? Didn't he date uh, Belinda Carlisle? Now I find it. Yeah, this day in sports history brought to you by Continental Tire. Proud to be the exclusive tire of the Dan Patrick Show. No matter what you drive, where you drive, how you drive, they have a tire for you. Todd, what did you learn today? Charles Barkley says he's not made to box or play football. He played football for one day in high school and had enough of that. McLovin. Mike Marshall, 
briefly dated Belinda Carlisle? Yes. That will stick with me. Yeah. How did he land her? I don't know how I remember that. Uh, Paulie. Mike Marshall won the Cy Young in 1974 for the Dodgers. Now, that's a different Mike Marshall. Yes, that's a pitcher. Yeah. Did not date Belinda Carlisle. No, that you did one. not. What did I learn? Sir Charles Barkley hated going up against Kevin McHale, and especially, wait for it, Popeye Jones. In sports, surprises can be fun, but when it comes to selling or trading in your car, not so much. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. You get an offer in minutes, so when you're ready to sell, visit True Car today. Reggie Miller on the program tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you then. Monday night is podcast night. For the Los Angeles Lakers. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A little turnaway pass blocked by Anthony Davis. A team that has two stars, or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow. Endometriosis will spread. Why are you waiting? The CIGC specialists use exclusive laparoscopic techniques to treat complex GYN conditions. You don't need to suffer from abnormal bleeding or pelvic pain. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888 888- surgery.